0: Now, once again, here's Mark.
2: Well, good morning, everybody.
0: Four minutes after the hour
3: of 10 o'clock. My name is Mark Salem, and for the next two hours, you're stuck with me, and we're doing car stuff. Car stuff. So here's how it works. If you give us a call at 602-508-0960, then what works well for us is, is if you give us the year, make, and model of your car, and then give us the symptoms. So... I'm not real interested in what YouTube said. I'm not real interested in guesses um, because I'll do that myself. But there's give and take here. So I ask you: Does the vibration in the seat of your pants or in the steering wheel? I ask you if it starts warm. I ask you if it idles only, you know, bad when the air conditioning's on. So there's kind of give and take. Now. Obviously, one guy is good, but two guys is better. So Dave Martin from Martin's Auto, 16th Street, South of Indian School, is joining me today. How you doing, Mark? Been working on cars for a while. Yeah. Yeah. About how
2: many years? Well, I started... Count, count when you were a kid, because yeah. you worked for your dad. Yeah, I worked for my dad. We started when I was 10 years old. Um, my dad came to us and said, there's no free lunches here. You want an allowance, you've got to come to work. So okay. we started pulling weeds out of the planter and sweeping the parking lot, and then we were in the shop picking up cigarette butts in the parking lot yeah there isn't any kids
3: generations of mine oh and yours yeah where the kids didn't start picking up uh, cigarette butts in the parking lot today it's not an issue anymore yeah good point <laughs> and, but you have to figure out something we have a trench in our bays and it has a special shovel that we made that's as wide as the trench and it's rounded on the bottom and you start at one end and you pull all the muck to the other end then you pull it out and throw it away yeah so when they're 10 years old, they can't even lift the shovel. <laughs> you know? and, and you do it every six months or something like that. But the yeah. idea is, is, is that 602-508-0960. If you have a car question, you can give us a call. Last week, I had this riddle. Did you listen to last week's show? You know what? No, I was, uh, I was at a conference. It's okay. It's okay. All right, here's the riddle. I'm up in Payson, and it's been snowing. And so I leave Payson, and the wind's been blowing in every different direction. north, south, east, west, been going crazy. So I leave Payson, and at about 35 miles an hour, I have the worst vibration I've ever felt. So I go faster, and then I go faster, and the vibration gets worse and worse. And at 55 miles an hour, it's absolutely crazy. It's the worst I've ever seen. So I slow down and I'm content to go from between Payson and Phoenix really early in the morning at thirty five or forty five because I don't know. Yeah. I just don't know. So it's not a vibration that I've ever had before. The truck is covered in snow from top to bottom, the bed's full of maybe two feet
2: of snow. Any idea what it is? Uh well, um either could have been snow on the snow. Cake to the rim or mud cake to the rim? Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Now, yeah. last week I was betting nobody would get that. Yeah.
3: Okay, so I threw it out there and said, you know, I, got, I think it's a $50 gift card for somebody. I wasn't even done with it when this guy calls and he goes, your rear wheels were packed in ice and snow. Yeah. And I said, well, you're exactly right. I said, how did you know that? Because I'm figuring nobody's going to get it. And and I said, the wind's blowing in all directions to give them the idea that we're blowing snow into those rear duallys. Right. And so he says, no. He says, when we were younger, how we packed the wheels is we were out doing um, donuts in a parking lot. And I said to him, I'm not admitting to how the snow got in there. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you that there was
2: some guys over in the Safeway parking lot doing donuts.
3: I just watched them. Yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, you know the reason I knew that is is because I, I had back in the day um we everybody hung around had a four wheel drive and uh-huh. we would go out and we'd go mud bogging and we'd go out and get the mud and it 's inevitable on the drive back it was a really rough ride okay. because driving down the road mud was packed into the rim so thick that it threw the threw the wheels off balance, mm-hmm. and so you could you know you, you know until you got it back to you know, a car wash or whatever, and you were able to wash the mud out of them. Um, it was it, it it shook shook the whole vehicle. You're exactly right. I I was
3: thinking, um, and after I drove around Payson for a while trying to figure what it is, I thought, okay, well, I'm going to go wash the wheels out. But the car, first of all, everything in Payson was dead. As you go 87 and 260, not one driveway was plowed, and the, and the snow was two feet deep. So you couldn't even turn off the roadway because the plows had put everything to the side of the roadway, and that's three and four feet tall. So I went by the car wash, and I went through this plowed area, and the car wash has frozen water, so there's no nothing there. So I take off, and, I, and here's what I'm thinking. I'm going to ride my brakes until the rear rotors are red hot. And try to melt the snow. Yeah. So I'm riding my brakes, and I'm thinking, it's okay. I'm just going to lose some pads. That's, that's all. <laughs> and so I stop down at the bottom of Rye, and I've drugged my brakes the whole way. And I get down there. No, there's no help. So I have nothing but a big pocket knife. And so I start scraping the ice and the snow all the way around. And I got to where it was manageable, and I could do 50, 55 miles an hour. So, And by the time I got to Shea Boulevard, then the weather had changed enough. So I found a car wash down Shea, rinsed them off, and then I was completely done. But it was just something that's never happened to me, but obviously has for you. Yeah. And I've never done Brody's in a parking lot or in the mud either. Well,
2: I, I know that, Mark. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah.
3: <laughs> I've never done anything wrong. You can just ask anybody in my family. I've never done anything wrong. All right, so I, I, you're going to come up with a story, and I'm going to I'm going to take take some time. A lady comes in the other day and she's wound up really tight and she's also from another country and we're trying to understand what what's going on and she is just frantic so we've got three people talking to her and we're just trying to figure out and she says this meow, meow. and we got meow <laughs> and then she goes meow meow and then she starts parking her t- oh. p- pointing her car so we pull the car in, we lift it up, and you can hear lots of meows. Oh, man. So we start taking things apart, and we pull the shroud off the transmission, and there's three baby cats in the shroud. Wow. So um, now we know what the meow was. <laughs> and she works across the street at Honeywell, and she the people were saying, your car is meowing. You need to do something. So we pull it down. We get the cats. We don't know how long they've been there, but these cats were just born. I wish we would have done something with some water or something, but we didn't. We gave them to her, and she said, well, later, a lady told us that there was a bunch of people at Honeywell that would have taken the cats, but they're brand new. So I'm thinking we should have kept them on their mother, but I'm not necessarily a good guy for that decision. Yeah. So she was going to take them over to Honeywell and see if she could put them around the car to see if Mama Cat would come back. And then she said, I'm going to take them home because I don't know where I got the babies." whether they were home and over at Honeywell. So anyway, I, my daughter called me and told me all about that. And now, as the owner of the business, can you think of any question for your daughter? Can you think of any question for your staff about those kinds of circumstances?
2: No. Um, Anything you'd ask them? Well, ask them, you mean as far as what they would do? Well, what did you do? Oh, what did you do? Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't Okay, know.
3: well, here, you're going to get it. Okay. I said, Did you charge her?
2: Did you charge her? Oh, gotcha. I get where you are going with that. Okay, all right. Yeah. And,
3: and I'm praying they said no. no, yeah, really, no kidding. Yeah, absolutely. So they did. She says no, we didn't charge her. We put the c- cover back up, we put the kittens in a box, we you know, did everything we could to, to get her on her way. That hasn't happened in a long time. Now we found dead animals yeah. in in underneath. Um I remember one time six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty six oh two five oh eight zero nine sixty a lady calls and says she has a power steering fluid. She's an elderly lady and her customer number in my database is three numbers. We're at thirty eight thousand. Okay, so she's been around a long time. Right. So we go get the car and tow it in and we find a cat tangled up in the fan belts, and this cat has already gone to heaven what's leaking red is blood. So we don't really know what to do. So I get into the database and I find out that her daughter does business with us. So I call the daughter. And I said, "Look, we're in we're in really bad shape because we've got your mother's car here. We got a, a cat tangled up in the fan belts. It's dead or in a hammer. Um and if this is your mom's cat, we need to fix this and not say a word." Yeah. She says this. My mom hates cats. <laughs> she says the whole neighborhood's full of cats. <laughs> she says my mom hates cats, and I said, "Well, it caught me completely. I, you know, it's one of those your pants is at your ankle. You're going what?" So we went with the power steering leak. So we washed everything up, got the cat out of there. And uh, usually it throws the fan belt or two. Absolutely, and, yeah. and it didn't for whatever reason. Wow! But it acted like a kind of a guillotine. So we get it all cleaned up, and we take her back, take the car back, and we tell her it was just a clamp. And <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: tightened up. <laughs> that's a sticky situation. You don't want to. You don't want to tell somebody that. You oh, know. Well, if it's her cat, what are what? you going to say? Oh, I know that's
3: and bad. Th- I was thinking the daughter said, "Oh, yeah, it's probably her cat," and I was "Okay, well, we need you and I need to work together on this yeah. because sooner or later she's going to say, you know, the cat's missing." And so, but my mother hates cats. Boom! I was in yeah, <laughs> all cotton. You were lucky. Yeah, exactly. I was. All righty. Who have we got, Gil? We got Jerry. Jerry. Good morning to you. How can we help you?
4: Oh, good morning, guys. Hope all is well.
3: Thank you. Thank you, and I've it got, is for me. Good. Hey. Uh, I've
4: got an 09 Dodge Durango. The output shaft from the trans, where the transmission and the drive shaft connect, is okay. leaking. Uh, I wouldn't say leaking; it, it's drippy. Okay. Uh, and I wanted to replace that. So my question is: one, how difficult the job it is? I've seen, I've read about it. Doesn't seem very difficult. But my big kick is where uh, the drive shaft connects to the rear. There's four bolts. What kind of sealer? I mean, uh, like Loctite? Do I use on those four bolts?
3: Um, I don't think you you don't need Loctite. What do you think, Dave? No, I don't think so. I think, now, are you talking about the extension housing? So you're going to take the extension housing off the back of the transmission with four volts, and then you're going to replace the seal in the extension housing and put it back on it? Negative. Okay.
4: Nope. I'm saying the seal that's on the very end of the transmission output shaft, I guess it's called. Okay. It's just a rubber seal that actually slides over the... Uh, extension the housing. The it's gotcha. called the
3: extension housing. So, okay. you take the drive shaft out, and the end of the drive shaft is a chrome round piece that runs on the seal. Yes?
4: Um, it just looks like there's a big round pressed in bushing that uh, has a rubber cone over the front end of it that goes onto the shaft.
3: Is he talking about the extension housing? How does he know that yeah. from looking at the outside?
2: Yeah, how do you know that from looking at the outside? Did you pull the drive shaft off already? <clears throat>
4: No, but I could see where it's just a from the end of the transmission to where the drive shaft connects. It slides into a rubber boot, and I see you know there's fluid around that rubber boot.
2: Would it have a bellows boot on the end of it? I could. I guess it could have some kind of a yeah. some kind of a flange uh, on I, the backside. Yeah. Okay. The answer to
3: your question is is I think you're wasting your time for a couple of reasons. Number one, okay. we have seeping. Weeping and leaking. So you need to decide what you got. Seeping, weeping and leaking. Number two, the back of that extension housing and, and we're, you're, we're not communicating well because yeah. we don't know what you're talking about. But inside the extension housing is a bushing and it keeps that shaft turning and true. So if you put a seal in the back of the extension housing, you, pull the, you have to pull the drive shaft out. You put a seal in the back of the right. extension housing. If that bearing or bushing inside that extension housing is bad, you're wasting your time. Because it's going to take out the new seal. Yeah. yeah. And so they don't tell you that on YouTube and on the Internet. But the, I wouldn't fix. How many miles has your Durango got on it?
4: I've got 150. And okay. Uh, I'll give you an idea how bad it's leaking. Uh, I put a cookie pan underneath with a paper towel. And within about the last two weeks, that entire paper towel has now changed to the reddish-brownish color that came out of the transmission.
3: Okay. Well, um, we'd have to see it because we would know without putting paper towels on it, we'd put it on the rack and we'd know in a heartbeat whether it's weeping, seeping, or leaking. But if, it bo- if it's bothering you, then you don't have a choice. The issue is is you can go ahead and put that seal in. You pull the drive shaft out. There's going to be a splined shaft that comes out of the back of the extension housing, and the seal is around it. The front side mm-hmm. of the drive, uh, the, the drive shaft is going to be splined on the inside, but it's going to be polished on the outside, and that's the right. portion that slides into the seal. Now, mm-hmm. there's an O-ring deep on that sh- shaft that's supposed to go to the end of the spline to keep fluid from leaking through the splines and leaking. So you've got the O-ring, you've got the bushing, and you've got the seal, and you've been around the world six times. So I okay. would, if you came to my shop, there's, there, there would be no way I'd put a seal in it. I mean, I'd okay. put a seal in it, and you'd have to sign for it. The success rate okay, is less than 50%. So fair enough. Um, if you were to go to a transmission shopper, you'd just call them and say, hey, what's it going to cost to replace the rear seal, at the transmission, and I think there's an O-ring and the bushing inside the extension inside that housing. How much is that? And I'm thinking you're you're talking about 150 dollars plus or minus 25 maybe. Yeah. I'm going to throw that number. So that's I would do that, and I probably okay. find a transmission shop run by a gray gray haired guy because he'll know exactly what you're talking about. Now, Phil over at Automatic Transmission Exchange on Washington and 40th Street would have no problem with that at all. And Phil probably could wiggle that extension housing yep. with his fingers and know how much play it is, and he might turn around to you and say, I want to do the seal, and that's all I want to do. Yeah. So it, you know, that's how, how us old guys can, can kind of – but if he feels it and he goes knock, 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 and yeah. the shaft moves up and down, then, then putting a the seal on it is – but anyway, that's a great question, Jerry. Thank you very much. 602
5: and we'll be back in about three minutes. Phoenix Body Works is a family-owned and operated collision repair facility that opened in 1982. That's over 35 years ago. Helping family and friends with their collision repair needs with unparalleled honesty, integrity, and quality, we have grown into the finest collision repair facility in the Valley of the Sun. We are located on 19th Avenue, one-half block north of Deer Valley Road. We're open Monday through Friday, 7.30 a.m., to 5 p.m. and on Saturdays from 9 a.m. to 12 noon for estimates. Give us a call at 623-582-1434 or visit our website at www.phxbodyworks.com, view our YouTube video, or read our Yelp reviews. Remember, it's your vehicle, and you decide who repairs your vehicle, not the insurance company. We work with all insurance companies on your behalf and eliminate the stress of dealing with the repairs. We are not beholden to the insurance company. At Phoenix Body Works, we work for you.
0: Got different companies running your web design, social media marketing, and geofencing, but not sure which is getting you customers and which is a waste of your dollars? Contact us at Salem Surround. We can put all your digital marketing under one roof, give you monthly reports, and instantly move your advertising to the most effective areas of your digital marketing suite, Salem Surround. Learn more by logging on to surroundphoenix.com. SurroundPhoenix.com, connecting you with new customers.
3: Well, it's 21 minutes after the hour of 10 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto uh, south of Indian School on 16th Street. My name is Mark Salem, and we're here at your service, 602-508-0960. Automotive Dynamics is in Sun City. They've been around since 1982, and Derek Nide runs Automotive Dynamics. He's a good guy. He is one of those second-generation guys like you and I are. So as a result of that, he's worked for his dad, now he's the boss, and he knows the difference between right and wrong. So they're on their north side of Grand, just west of 99th Avenue, a good place if you're anywhere near that particular geographical area. Let's go to Chuck. Chuck, good morning to you. How can I help you?
6: Yeah, hi, Mark. Thanks. Um, well, I've got an oil issue. with. Uh, it's really an oil change issue. I have a, 14, a 2014 Passat. So I take it in, and they say, well, they, the manufacturer recommends a Liqui Moly class uh, synthetic oil, which is, uh, you know, like 60 bucks more for an oil change. And I was wondering if that's really necessary, if I could just go with a mobile one or something like that.
3: Um, I'm glad you didn't mention the shop. What do you think, Dave?
2: I, I, yeah. What year is the car? 2014? 2014. Uh, David, it's 2014.
3: But it's a molly based synthetic. Yeah. A molly based How many times have we heard the word Molly? Yeah. Okay, that's supposed to generate your car's going to love you, that I'm going to give you twice the protection than anybody else can give you. It's a tremendous Uh, profit center. So, I mean, let me ask you this. How much do you pay for a SIN oil change, and how much are you spending for a Molly SIN oil change?
6: yeah it's the difference between i can get a, a synthetic with a coupon for 59 bucks and 139 okay so it's like crazy difference crazy okay.
3: difference I, I don't even want to know who the shop is or if it's a dealer or independent or chain cuz those are the three players in this but um i i'm going to speak for both of us yeah you, you need to find another shop you need to find a shop okay. that's looking out for your best interest not their best interest and and right. and and right. and right now dave are you are you on a one to ten scale, what's your level of work coming in this
2: time of the year? Well, we had a really, really busy February, okay. uh, which which is not normal. Okay. Normally, February is 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 a slower month. So, um, but yes, compared to the summer, it's night and day. Okay. And us, we were slow. Right. We were slow. And, and so is everybody else that's called me and said, Mark, how are you yeah. doing? And I said, well, yeah.
3: we're really slow. And I don't lie to him anyway. But when you have those kinds of issues, right. then we have all of a sudden this, we have this new product that we pour into your engine. And it's the extra zinc you need to not to blow your engine up. Or we're going to flush your engine with this fancy stuff. And we're going to charge you lots of money. Or we're going to flush your intake. We're going to flush the back of your valves. We're going to flush your transmission, flush your power steering. Basically, it's a wallet flush in mark salem's vernacular we're just flushing okay. your wallet so I, mm-hmm. i'm going to tell you again my best advice is what part of town do you live in
6: uh live up by desert ridge
3: okay so you're north, off the north i7 phoenix. okay north phoenix no, i'm
6: off uh, uh yeah i'm up uh, right right on the border of uh, scottsdale and phoenix on the north side
3: carefree you're uh, uh, up near carefree on north on scottsdale road or pima uh
6: I'm mean, at Tatum
3: in the 101, basically. Oh. Tatum in 101. Okay. That's where Desert Ridge is. Okay. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm, yeah, I'm from yeah. the south. I'm south of the river, so sometimes <laughs> they, they oh, say they okay. you know, They can say I'm from the the canal subdivision, and I'm going to know what's <laughs> south of the river. But at um, Tatum in Tatum the 101, you got Blackwell Auto at 40th Street in Glendale, or 40th Street in Union Hills. So well, Greenway. He, okay. Greenway. Greenway, Greenway, yeah, Greenway. Greenway yeah. I'm yeah. sorry. 40th Street and Greenway. He doesn't know. Nothing about cars, but he will treat you <laughs> if he's listening. He's mad by now. <laughs> no, I've okay, known Tom cool. for twenty two What's name years. again? It's Blackwell Auto. Blackwell. Tom Blackwell. Okay. Yeah, um, he's a good guy. He knows the difference right and wrong. And his shop is not filled with those add on stuff that we make a lot of money by scaring you. So, and and the answer to your question is, I don't sell Mobile One. It's a great oil. And if my mother called me from out of town and she said, you know, they want to put Mobile One in my car, I say, fine, mom, go ahead. So we sell Chevron, and so we have a synthetic. What's your main
2: line? Um, what we, brand? Um, we use uh, a brand called Service Pro. Okay, we use, and it's made by one of the major oil companies. There's only four oil companies
3: in the world. That make, pull it out of the ground and make oil. Right. Everybody's oil comes from, from there. S- right. So exactly. when, you, when you have, a, like Harley-Davidson oil, there's no such thing as Harley-Davidson oil. They're buying oil from the cheapest bender and they're putting
2: it in a Harley-Davidson bottle. It has nothing to do with what, that it's a superior oil. And we, and we, do, we do sell Mobile One, too, if, if the customer requests it. Yeah. Some people like Mobile One, and they, and they, they want it. So we, whatever they want. We, we have access we, to it. We have access to it, absolutely. And, and,
3: and so anyway, that, that's kind of the way it is. Jim, you're up. How can I help you? Uh, I
4: got a two, brand-new 2018 Toyota RAV4. Um, in August, I'm going to have to store it for about four months. Um, should I disconnect the battery? I mean, with the new computer systems and everything, I'm not sure what the storage technique okay. should be.
3: And you give me check or no. You ready? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Fill it up with fuel and store it full of fuel. No. Okay. No? Okay. You are not. You don't like that? No. Okay. Oh, no. I, I'll, I'll be glad to do that. No, no, no. He's arguing with me. And, yeah. and so, but let me go on. <laughs> okay. We're going to air up your tires to the maximum inflation. Uh on yeah. the tire, the maximum inflation yeah. on the tire so we eliminate flat spots. Right, right. Okay. Disconnecting the battery, are
2: you for that or against it? Um yeah, I'm I'm for it and against it, I'm both because okay. the thing of it is is I mean, I have customers that that store their car and and someone will hook it up to a trickle charger okay. and just let it sit and, but if you disconnect it then of course um, you can disconnect the battery, which is fine. The only thing is, is when you hook it back up, all everything's going to have to be reset. Okay, so you can disconnect the negative cable. That's the best one to di- right. disconnect.
3: But you're going to lose all your seat presets, right. all your windshield wipers, all your battery or your yeah. radio. All that stuff is gone. So I'm not a fan of that. Now, the reason I'm a fan of filling it up with gasoline is, is there's less moisture that's going to accumulate in the t- as the temperature changes back and forth. Plus, if we store it with a quarter tank, it's it's more likely to go bad when you got small amount of fuel that, and turn into kind of a varnishy. So, and then, then according to Chevron, they say you our, our our gasoline will store up to a year oh. without losing its properties. But so does Mobile, so does Valvoline, all those guys right. do. So uh, I would let me change your question, Dave. What would you do when you store a car for four months? That's the question. And, and, and I'm saying full of fuel, uh, leave the battery connected, air up the tires, shut the door, lock it up good, and that's it. And, and you're, you're, you're okay. gonna, we're going to disagree on, on just the fuel. Yeah. And so your idea is,
2: is the least amount of fuel, the most the amount least, of fuel? Well, I, I, I always thought the least amount of fuel because some, sometimes we get some cars in there, and, of course, they're stored probably a little longer than four months, mm-hmm. and the gas just starts to smell crap. Okay. And how about using a product like, um, what's that,
3: uh, Stable? Stable stable the fuel stable yeah and he could put a couple of capfuls in his tank he could and that would st- st- make the fuel yeah. a lot more stable absolutely so i like that because that's what i use on my lawnmowers and stuff up north there you go i'm not using them six months a year my generators so i put some stable s-t-a-b-i-l or something like that right and i put that in the fuel tank and you can buy that at your local lawnmower store or you can buy it at your local walmart 602 we'll be back
1: It's the same jig they assemble your car on. RainTree can put your car back to its pre-loss condition with 100% accuracy. RainTree Auto Repair is a BBB member with a plus rating. RainTree Auto Repair provides free estimates, and they'll give you a lifetime warranty on all paint and body work. They use the best glasserate paint, and it's waterborne paint, so it has no environmental effect. For more information, stop by RainTreeAutoBodyInc.com.
7: You need a plan as you get closer to retirement, a plan that will take you from where you are now to the retirement you've always dreamed about. The first step on that path is to tune in to Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8. Your host is Phyllis Sachs-Pilvinas. She's the founder of PSP and Associates. You only retire once, but Phyllis helps people retire every day. Don't miss Retire Financially Fit with Phyllis every Saturday morning at 8 on 960 The Patriot.
0: Captain Eric Lawrence was training Afghan soldiers when his truck was hit by an IED. I was on the way from Kandahar to
8: Kalat. I hit an IED that just took the truck and threw it up in the air and slammed it on the ground. I knew at first that I I got hurt pretty bad because I couldn't move my legs. I sat home alone for months, and I didn't want that anymore. I wanted to go back to work. I was hesitant at first, you know, because I didn't work for a good year. I want to be a productive person. I don't want to be a drain on society. I want to be a positive thing in society. PVA
0: helped me write my resume, got me a job interview. I got the job. Helping veterans like Eric is what we've done for over 65 years. Paralyzed Veterans of America, paving access for veterans' employment through Operation PAVE. For more information, visit pva.org. A public service message from Paralyzed Veterans of
1: America.
7: It takes 12 years to create a graduate. It takes about the same time to create a dropout. The difference between a child becoming one or the other could be you. Studies prove that reading to a child regularly dramatically improves reading skills. And kids who read well by third grade are four times as likely to graduate. So United Way is calling for one million volunteers over the next three years. We're asking you to step up, make a pledge, tutor a child who needs help, Mentor a kid who needs someone on their side. Volunteer to read to children. Make a difference. Because when a child advances, we all advance. Entire communities improve. The path to success or failure starts long before graduation day. And the difference between a graduate and a dropout could be you. Be a reader. Tutor or mentor. Give. Advocate. Volunteer. Live United. Take the pledge. Go to liveunited.org now. Brought to you by United Way and the Ad Council. Today, my new dad and I shot off a rocket in the park.
9: Today, my new son and I failed to shoot off a rocket.
7: The rocket launched into the air.
9: And then crashed into the pond.
7: I'll never forget that day.
9: I'll never forget that day, even if I tried. You don't have to be perfect to be a perfect parent. Thousands of kids in foster care will take you just as you are. For more information on how you can adopt, visit AdoptUSKids.org. A public service announcement from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, AdoptUSKids, and the Ad Council.
3: 33 David, minutes, actually 34 minutes after the hour, 10 o'clock. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. On, he's on 16th Street, South of Indian School. Been, I've known him and his father for 30 years. I've known your dad for more than that. Yeah. I've known your dad since 1968 from the Service Station Dealers Association. Yeah. And uh, and so, and obviously I haven't known you that long because when were you born? What year were you born? 1964. Oh, well, so you were four years old, but still, you didn't know what your dad was doing. All righty, 602 Thompson's Auto Repair and Towing is in Mesa. It's the only shop that I recommend in Mesa. Not that it's the only good shop. He's the only shop that's applied and, and passed through all of my personal filters. Others have applied, but maybe they didn't have five years in the industry or whatever. But Thompson's Auto Repair has been around since 1970. Both Brian and Thelma's family has been involved in Mesa for probably more than 50 years in the auto repair industry. And so Thompson's Auto Repair has ASE-certified technicians. They know the difference between right and wrong. They know that it's symptoms, it's diagnosis, put the bid together, get the bid accepted, order the parts, fix the car, and then go drive it to make sure you fix what you're supposed to fix. They know that. So if you're looking for a good shop in Mesa, they're on Main Street just east of Stapley, Thompson's Auto Repair and Sewing. Okay, hold the line for a minute. We talked off the air, which we're not supposed to do because the good talk occurs there. Yeah. you And you make a, a great point. You said as little gas as possible. Yeah. And, and the, your reasoning is in sound. Yeah. It's sound. It's because when you take the cap off, it smells kind of varnishy. Yeah. And so you're going to dilute it with new fuel, so fill it up after you're done. There's a lot of merit to that. There's a lot of merit to that. Then Gil said, I wonder if you could invent something – That would keep cats out of your engine compartment, and so I said to Gil, "Well, I think the better question is: Is Dave and Mark have you? How many times have you seen a cat tangled up in the fan belts? A dead cat, yeah. And how many? How many did you? In the last ten years, probably twice. Okay, and and we've probably seen it once or twice. Yeah, right. Okay, sometimes I'm not here and they do it. Okay, and I said to Gil, and you said. People will spend money, the avid animal lovers would spend money for that, very much like people get the really best car seats for their kids. Right. Okay? And then I said to you two guys, I have a better idea. For a dollar, I'll tell you the idea. Okay? So I'm not going to tell you now. You already know. Yeah. But I'm telling people, you call in and I'll tell you the best way to make sure your animals, your cat, it's not dogs, it's cats. Yeah. Because they're going to crawl up in the engine compartment because it's cold. And the motors warm, so they 're going to sleep in the air. But if you promise to to put a dollar in next time the plate is passed, I will tell you <laughs> what it is you do that guarantees
2: <laughs> that your your cat's not going to end up shredded yeah. is that fair enough it 'll be the cheapest dollar they ever spent. well yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, really is. i mean it's yeah you, you really don 't need to spend <laughs> a bunch of money to 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 keep them out i I can give you. A three-second yeah. uh,
3: uh, uh, instructions on how to ensure that your cat um, is not in the engine apartment at this time of year. They're not going to crawl in there in June, July, and August. Right. But all righty, six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty six zero two five zero eight zero nine sixty. And we have a caller, Gil. Who's that?
2: That would be Charlie.
3: Charlie. Good morning to you. What can we do for you?
10: Good. morning. Hey, thanks for your show. you Thank you. Um, I- We've got a uh, 2014 Toyota Sienna. We got it from our daughter. Uh, It's got 90,000 miles on it. Can you tell me a couple of things? One, does it have a belt for timing or a chain?
2: I'd have to look it up. I'd have to look it
3: up, too. Off the top of my head, I really don't know. Well, let me tell you how you do it. Call the local auto port store and give them the application, they're going to ask you what (laughs) motor it's got in it, and they're going to be able to say, oh, we don't show a belt for that. That means it's got a chain. Right.
10: Oh, okay.
4: And, all right. And, this, and it
10: depends the next on,
2: question. Okay, go ahead.
10: I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't think before I open my mouth.
2: It's okay. Um,
10: uh, belts and hoses. I think I've heard you say around ninety or hundred thousand miles, they should all be replaced.
3: Dave. Yeah.
2: I, I'm at eight years, eighty thousand miles. I don't always follow my own advice. Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, at least at least you need to take a good, hard look at them. Yeah. And, and you know what? Squeeze the hoses. Um, just take the the. the, the the manufacturer, the hoses that they come with from the manufacturer, uh, it's amazing how how long we've got customers that new customers that have come to us and you know they got two hundred thousand miles on their car and never changed the hoses and and so it, but it definitely it's it's time to take at eighty thousand I think I think marks I, I think every time you bring your car into my shop and I know marks we look over that stuff we check it out whenever we do an oil change we do an inspection we make sure we check the hoses and belts so it, uh, at least. You need to get them checked out and, and kind have of have a conversation with your service provider. Well, and then oil changes, tires,
3: belts, hoses, fluids. Yeah. Those four things right. always get changed. Here's what I say. When you get over 100,000 miles, you're kind of rolling the dice. Yeah. And, and when you get over 150, I'm not going to let my kids let you take my grandkids to Disneyland. I mean, I, 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 we, we see most of the overheats where we cook an engine. I bet between 100 and 150,000 miles, and a lot of times it's because of the failure of a, a hose in the middle of nowhere, and they think, I only need to go four more miles to home. And, of course, that four miles bites them really hard. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Your, your, your car's five years old, and it's got 80,000 miles. It's, you either change it this summer or next summer. Right. And, and I would say to you, I, if you were my father, I would say, hey, Dad, I don't know about this April, May but next April, May for sure, and and that's that's how I would handle it. Then you're going to get the cooling system flush, and you're going to do hoses and belts, and there's a small amount of duplication of labor between doing the belts and the hoses and doing the flush, and all of them combined, there's going to be a little labor savings on that. So does that help can you? Can I out? have
10: one more question? Sure. Yes, sure it does, can I have just one more question? You can. Um I've looked for the uh, dipstick for the transmission on that thing. Of course, I, I don't know that much about this. We've only had it a little while. I don't think there's a dipstick to check color on the transmission oil.
3: And there may not be, but let me tell you a secret, okay? There's a thing called an owner's manual in there. Your wife probably has it in her purse. <laughs> I've,
10: I've looked at it. It doesn't show not, anything.
3: Okay. Okay. Then then it's probably got a sealed transmission. Right. And that's going to be a service between $100,000 and $150,000. Somewhere there? Is that what you're doing? And usually there's a procedure where you, and I'm making fun of the procedure. You honk the horn twice, you get underneath the car, you take a hammer and tap the oil pan twice. Then you take this bolt out and then you go over here and you do this and then you do that. It's that stupid. It's got, I mean, I'm making fun of it, but there's a big process where you're going to shove new fluid in and bring the old fluid out. So, this okay. kind of a process is not something do it yourself if they do they 're going to have a mess on their driveway right so we have the equipment that pushes in new and on our equipment and i 'm sure yours too the re- the coming out is clear, yeah. so you can see red going in and you can see brown coming out and until red comes out, then you 're done. But there are a lot of sealed transmissions they haven 't been a real big hit. It puts people in the situation where it 's sealed i don 't ever need to deal with it, and that 's probably not the best idea. So again, what would you say on the sealed on the fluid he's at eighty he doesn 't know if it 's brown, but there's a good chance it 's not
2: right well and 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 I think it has a uh, it has a fill plug in the bottom there. I believe that you can check it and see what it looks like. You can stick something in there and I think there's a uh, you know, stick like a straw or something in there and pull it out and see what it looks like. You can check it that way, I think. Yeah. And if it's big enough, we use our little finger.
3: Right. And yeah, we absolutely. just go in there and we drop the little finger. And if it touches the end yeah. of our finger, we usually say, okay, well, it has right. enough fluid. If you can't find it with a screwdriver or a straw, then yeah. that's you're in trouble. But you can say to your auto repair shop, would yeah. you check it at the next oil change? Would you do what you need to do? We all have the access to that kind of data. Yeah. And we're more than likely going to have uh, two or three technicians that have already know that car before, that Sienna. Right. So it's going to be an easy one. 602-508-0960, 602-508-0960. Dave Martin, Mark Salem, we'll be back in a minute.
9: Now you have a friend at Thunderbird Automotive, and his name is Tom Fletcher. In 2003, Thunderbird Automotive was a finalist in the Better Business Bureau Ethics Award. In 2004, they won that award. Check them out at the BBB online directory. They're proud of their A-plus rating.
11: Hi there. I'm here for my flu shot, and I heard there's an option for people 65 and older.
8: There is, but you actually have to be 65.
11: Very flattering. Thanks. I'm Judith Light. You know who I am, right? I just turned 65, and I know your immune system gets weaker with age, and I don't want to miss a day of work or risk spreading the flu to other people. I don't think we've met before, but what I do know is you can't be 65. Okay. What if I said I only have one life to live and I need protection against the flu? Nope. Nope. How about who's the boss of my health? I am. Huh. Flu season is here, and people 65 and older need to ask about the vaccine made specifically for their age. Flu vaccination is especially important for people with chronic conditions like diabetes and heart disease, which can worsen with the flu.
8: I'm so sorry about that. I thought you were like 35.
11: Don't apologize. Visit the National Council on Aging at ncoa.org slash flu to learn more and talk to your doctor about vaccine options for people 65 and older.
3: Well, welcome back, everybody. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. Mark Salem right here from KKNT. Automotive experts, we're here to help you out. 602 508 Kurtz Auto Repair is is proud to be an independent family repair shop. He's on I-17 on the northeast corner, I-17 in Bell, northeast corner. I've known Kurt for many years. He's got a couple of young bucks there that think they know everything. But between you and me, they do know everything. (laughs) (laughs) So they are a great team. Between the three of them, because they're all master techs, Kurt, Jeff, and Eric, it's a, it's, you just can't find three better guys. And, of course, between the three of them, they usually fix the most difficult things. So he has ASE certified technicians, as we told you. He's been around a long time, and he hates it when I say this, but if your lawnmower won't start, just drop it by. They'll get it running for you. <laughs> he, goes, he goes, we're not in the lawnmower business. I said, that's okay. He said, I said, do you ever get one? And he goes, yeah, now we do every once in a while. Because of you. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I said, come on, a little bit of carb cleaner, clean the spark plug, pull on it a couple times, boom, we're done. Yeah. You know, come on, you big, you big girly. <laughs> anyway, he, I don't do that to him. Yeah, yeah, Glenn, good morning. What can we do for you?
8: Good morning. I love the show. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, the gentleman that called about the transmission fluid, I don't know if you would condone this, Mark, but what I did, to, I was curious about my fluid, and there was no stick, is I loosened up the drain plug just to let some weep out through the threads, just so I could get an idea of the color of it when I bought a used car.
2: Uh-huh.
8: I don't know if
6: you like that idea or not.
3: You know, ironically enough, Dave and I were discussing that, and, mm-hmm. and, and here is, uh, uh, you represent real quick what you said. Didn't you say the same thing as he did?
2: Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I said that you could check it, but then Mark said, uh, "Mark said, that's probably not a good idea because it could end up in a really big mess, or something else could happen."
3: Well, oh, and yeah. here's the deal: on the outside of the transmission, there's going to be some springs and balls. Yeah, and 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 so if you take something off that you don't know what it is, and then all of a sudden when you take it off. Three balls come out and two springs come out. You don't even know what to do. Right. <laughs> and and so you're running a risk. There are lots of things outside that have to do with an adjustment inside the transmission. Not a lot of things, but there's a few. Right. So my fear is is that you're going to unload the clutch pack, beca- mm-hmm. and the ball's going to roll down the drain, and you end up with a spring, and now you're really in trouble. You're in for a tow bill. So we talked about that. Yeah. But if I suppose if you were to loosen it enough, to have fluid come out, that's good. But to take it all the way out, no, no. I, th- I think that's rolling the dice.
8: No, no, just to let them weep out, but that, yeah. that, that's just to check the color anyway. I've, I've done that, but
2: you're, you're right. You're right. There's nothing wrong with that, right? And just make sure, as long as you know what plug to pull out, like Mark yeah. said, that's the yeah. that's the big thing. And I didn't really think that through when I when I was telling Mark that, but Mark Mark had a really good point that hey, you know what? If if they take the wrong thing off, now they really got a big problem. Now the difference
3: what? though is is loosen it. Yeah. And or taking, taking it, it off, off. Right. right? So and 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 Glenn, you're absolutely right. You loosen it, let a little of that run out, yeah. and then maybe you take a towel and kind of wipe it all the way around because more than likely that plug's got an O ring inside, right? And mm-hmm. then you put it back on, kind of give it a little bit of tight, and then two days later check to see if you got any wetness, and if you do, you're going to have to go another eighth of a turn. So you bring up a good point, Glenn. Thank you very well, much. Well, hang on,
8: hang
6: on. Okay. I know that
8: that's because you know everything. Okay, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I I have a guess about the cat proof. Oh, go. Put an electric fan in there and make the wind uh, uncomfortable for the cat.
0: Bong.
2: <laughs> was that a no? Was that a that, gong? That's, that's a no, and, and Mark's got a way easier idea than that. <laughs> I figured I was wrong, but that, no, was no, no.
0: that was
3: my best guess. No, 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 no. no. That's the fun of it. Yeah, that's the fun it of
2: it. Yeah. I'm going to tell you, though, because you
3: brought it up, okay? Yeah. Well, So you're going to put a dollar in some kind of a Salvation Army bucket extra, right? sure okay honk the horn <laughs> honk the horn a couple of times oh the, oh, the animal oh, thought... will get the hell out of dodge really quick <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and so and 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 gill was talking about you know a, a cage or something to do it and, yeah and dave was talking about it and i and i said I, and you know what i can't take credit for that yeah. because one of my guys back in the 70s said that okay you know and he says just honk your horn and i thought God, that's a wonderful idea. Now, if you go to work at 3 o'clock in the morning, it may not make everybody real happy. (laughs) (laughs) Might make some people mad. Yeah. But anyway, Glenn, thank you very much for the guess. But, no, it's just honk your horn a couple times. Now, I'm quite sure there's a lot of cars out there. Their horns are right in front of the radiator or they're they're behind the front bumper. They're around the headlights, which is exactly the area that cat's going to be. So if you blow the horn, that cat's coming out fast. All righty. Let's go to the next caller. Who we got? We have Scott scott good morning to you good morning how are you i'm good thank you for asking how can we help you
8: good so i've got a 2007 volvo xc90 and i'm i have two questions the first may have been answered by a previous caller but um regarding the transmission i uh, basically have a sealed transmission you know a four life transmission yep and um it's giving me some problems when i kind of get up and go maybe let's say twice a week uh, where you press you know the gas and it just kind of
3: Waits so, to go. Um, yeah. But, yeah. Okay, there's a hesitation. Um, so you hit the gas, and there's kind of a hesitation before it gets up and goes. Well,
8: there's a hesitation. Sometimes there's a there's a jump, right? It kind of jumps on you, okay. uh, you know, thrust forward, and then it goes or, you know, goes slow. Okay. Um, yeah. And so I read a bit about some software updates potentially, but then you guys mentioned the ability to, to, to drain and, and replace. Is that right?
3: Yeah, uh, there's virtually... On all of them, there is a procedure in our service manuals, and you can probably find it on YouTube and all that other stuff. But the idea is is that it's typically by reading it that may contain 10 or 12 or 15 steps, and if you're good at following the directions or you have your wife sit next to you and she tells you what to do next and next and next, but one way or another you're going to have a big mess in your driveway. But here's, I want to give you some advice I think that's even better than all of that. You need to take that by your shop and and show them what you're talking about because here's my question. Is he have an engine hesitation that's manifesting itself into a hesitation of the transmission? So he hits the gas and perhaps maybe that's a little bit sticky and then the transmission kind of, or nothing happens and then all of a sudden the motor kind of gives it that extra, yeah. and then all of a sudden he's moving. Yeah. So I think... I think most people would drive that for you for free if you could tell them when to do it, when, when you, you, you know you're not going to take them out for an hour that we're not going to let you do that. But I think it's a matter of you learn out you learn when it's most prevalent, and then stop by a shop and ask them to take a ride and you show them what you're talking about now. I want to try one other thing. I want you to manually shift it, so I want okay. you to pull in it low. Uh, and, and, then, and then you put the shifter up, and then you go to second. I want you to manually shift it because they're going to ask you that, and then you're going to say, when I manually shift it, it never happens. Now we know it's the transmission. Right. So And then hot and cold is going to make a difference. So if it's cold in the morning and we have the hesitation, it could be hard seals. How many miles are on that? Uh, about
8: 130,000.
3: Okay. So we do have hard seals. And the seals will not, w- till they warm up, they won't contain the fluid. And so there's times. No pressure. That okay. you don't have enough pressure yeah. to do that. Um, now, the old days, your dad probably knew this, but we'd put about a half a pint of brake fluid in there. And brake fluid's a hydraulic fluid. And brake fluid, if you take an O-ring and put it in brake fluid, it'll cause the O-ring to swell. So if we put a half a pint of dot .3 or dot .4 brake fluid in the transmission, we're not hurting anything, but we're just giving them rubber seals just a little bit of food. Yeah. And so you could try that if you
2: wanted to, but I think you have a sealed transmission, so it's not going right. to be like you can pour something down the dipstick too. Yeah, I, th- I think your first advice was was spot on. I think the thing is you need to figure out does it happen in the morning, does it happen after you drive it for a while, and then we need to, we need to actually do the manual shifting to see. If if it does it when you manually shift, um, yeah, it
8: usually does happen when it's colder and in the morning. Yeah,
2: okay, and and at yeah. and one hundred thirty five thousand miles, I'm
3: telling you right now, if that's all you got, just leave it alone. You might have to put some brake fluid in it if you can find somebody that'll do that for you. But just right. leave it alone because really and truly, to open up that can of worms, okay. and it's good. It's more than likely that at one hundred thirty thousand, you're going to be doing in the next fifty thousand miles for sure. We're going to do a transmission on that so it's it's not going to go two hundred, so I'm going to give you fifty on top of your one thirty and say you'll be glad if you did okay okay, and then All just
8: right. one last question go. Um, quick when i when I turn um I get them popped, and I guess it's common with Volvos um is that would that be the front strut mounts, or would you have any other ideas on that
3: There is Do you take nothing. like, a quick
8: ninety degree turn.
3: There is nothing normal about a crack or a pop in the front end. I don't care who it says that. All right. So the other day, every time I would turn left and and right on my Dodge Dually, it has 88,000 miles on it, it would go clunk. But I couldn't figure out how to make it go clunk, but I did. It's after a left turn, then you make a right turn. So you pull into a parking lot, then you make a right turn, clunk. So then I figured out that if I put it in this attitude and I put the wheels instead of straight ahead, I put them at 2 o'clock and I did, then it would pop. So I drove it over to my son's house and I said, get your butt out here. I need you to do something for me. And he goes, does it involve getting dirty? And I I said, no, go sit in the truck, you idiot. He says, well, I'm at dinner. I said, get your butt out here. So I crawl underneath it myself and I put my hand on the tie rod end. And it's a long tie rod. It goes from one wheel to the other. So I put it on there, and he goes left and right, and he can hear it pop. And so I I go to the driver's side tie rod, and I put my hand on it. Now, be careful about this because you can pinch your fingers and cut them right off. So I grab that joint. I can feel it, but then I go to the passenger side. Ha, 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 ha. That's where it's at. Now, to do it, you could do the same thing. You can have your wife get in it, and you just teach her how to do it. And your fist is at 12 o'clock, and maybe you go half a fist to the left and half a fist to the right. So if you can make it happen, then you open up the hood. The upper strut mounts are right there underneath the hood. Put your hand on top of that driver's side strut. Put your hand on top of the leather side strut. But there's nothing normal about a popping and cracking in the front end. You've got a problem. And if you want to let the guys at YouTube tell you it's normal for a Volvo, this is what they're saying. We don't know what's the matter with your car. And, and <laughs> I say this. Yeah. you know, it's You've got someone. You could envision this. You've got someone from an engineer from Honeywell who works on jet engines and thinks he knows everything about cars, all the way to, and my wife hates this, all the way to a gynecologist, okay? <laughs> You've got people in that spectrum there that are telling you how to fix your car, and they're telling you what to spend to fix it, and basically you're spending your money on a stranger's guess. And I suggest to you that your, your repair shop is better served to make a guess than you are. So my, my advice is, is try to stay away from that kind of stuff. But I promise you, now, a guy pulls in. Let's say he's a customer of yours. Right. He pulls in. He's not Monday morning or Friday afternoon. Right. All right. He says, hey, I can make
2: it happen. How long is it going to take, and what are you going to charge him? Well, I, I yeah, I, we we just we go for a ride with them, or or put it on the rack, and, and we'd check it out for them, and wouldn't charge them anything. Okay. I mean, at least at least give them give him an idea, um, and, and doing exactly what you said is is it's not that hard of a process. It doesn't take that long, so.
3: But you also notice I said it's a customer you recognize. Right, absolutely. Okay? So if it's somebody you don't know, there's likely to be a $25, 35 $45 hoist charge, right. and test drive, and stuff like that. But, but most of the time, customers, I, I, I remember, we're going to – and now we're going to find it. We're going to show them. Come on out here. We're going to right. show you. And then give an estimate. Say, call us when you decide to do it. And it's not really anything really big. It's a lower control arm bushing. It's not going to cause you to wreck or anything. It's going to cause some abnormal tire wear, but that's about it. So decide what you want to do. 602-508-0960. 602-508-0960. Dave Martin from Martin's Auto. Mark Salem. We're here at your service. All you have to do is call us, and the lines are wide open. 602 508 Dave, stay with We've got another hour of the show, and when we come back, we'll answer your question. We'll be back right after this